Hello and welcome to episode 24 of the Edge Backstage Pass, the weekly podcast from the Tuesday night show at the London comedy store The Edge. This week, four cheery comics laugh away the remains of their lockdown blues as we break out musical instruments and generally marvel at the size of JoJo's holiday home. Listen out for the vague hints of news-related discussion and please excuse our occasional lapses in internet stability. I'm currently deciding what to retrain as. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emmanuel Sanubi, and I have done 17 push-ups today. Ooh. Oh, nice. I'm, uh, I'm uh, Rob Deering, and I've done 330 push-ups today. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Jojo Sutherland, and I'm currently on holiday because I couldn't cope with much more of doing fuck all, so... <laughs> I've gone to do it somewhere else. Wow, where are you on holiday? Uh, do you know what? It's about, it's sort of the other side of the river from where I live in a place called Lower Largo. Did you swim? Um, do you know what? I really thought about it. Um, but no, we, we, we drove the long way around. Um, but no, beautiful house called Candy Net House and it's filled with youngsters and some of us old fuckers. Oh. Ending that we're youngsters and playing... Um, ping pong bar what's that thing where you throw ping pong balls and then you have to drink shit oh that's um, very hip i've seen that on the internet um, yeah. Um, yeah. beer pong beer, beer pong. pong thank you i don't know what it's called but i'm very good at it yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think in the lockdown you could get if you play proper table tennis ping pong you could get good like forest gump you know i'm picturing you with the other half of the table up like that that could be you for the next four months <laughs> yeah could learn a skill or write a joke. Yeah. All with a beer in her other hand. <laughs> so are we all supposed to be going on holidays? I can't really work it out. Should we At home though. You're at supposed home. to holiday at home. Staycation. That's what it is, isn't it? Oh. I but... prefer that idea of the vouchers where they're gonna give everybody five hundred quid to spend. I'm like, do that. Do that. Yeah. Well, you know, when they have a, a plan, they, they kind of change the story and they say two weeks later something different to what they've been saying all along. When you actually have to live that, it doesn't make any sense at all, does it? I mean, you know, uh, uh, my kids are at school. They've been at school properly, being taught all day long for over a term, well, like 14 weeks at school, like officially, formally, doing it like this, except like a real job. And then uh, in the news, no kids have learned anything for months. It's terrible for them. Unfortunately, their poor brains have been broken and they're not going to know anything. But now they're on holiday. So now they were at school, but they weren't at school, but they were at school, but they're going to go on holiday. And then they said, don't worry about it. It's been the lockdown. And they sent them their reports and they're like, you kids don't know anything. And they're really harsh reports and loads of crosses about everything they did wrong. It's like, you heard of the lockdown, right? Come on, guys. It's still a little bit, I feel like we're, I feel like life uh, parenting in school is a bit like beer pong at the moment. I feel like throwing myself into a jam jar. I think you're, you're uh, underestimating the children. I think all the children have learned to be really scared of everything. So there's a result. <laughs> Wonderful. My, my boy is, he's five. So quite nicely, the homeschooling has been relatively easy because the level that they're at primary. So I've got two. I've got the five-year-old who knows a little bit and the two-year-old who knows absolutely nothing. <laughs> so this lockdown has been quite nice because they're not at, at an age 
where they care about anything. Literally, I, I'll just give them a spoon to play with and it's the best thing in the world. It's awesome. Are they an age where you're able to teach them, though? Is five-year-old about your level in my life? Well, we'll teach them is pretty strong. <laughs> <laughs> Until he knows some stuff, you know, so it's a give and take. <laughs> I tell you what a real holiday for me would be, would be to go back gigging. That, do you know what I mean? That would be mm. like going on holiday to be back on the stage. Yeah, because that's yes. as close as we ever came to a proper job. I've um, I've forgotten how to gig, so we did a uh, did a uh, what's it called? One of the driving gigs. Drive-ins. How did and it go? It it went well. It went really well um, because I'm really talented. And um... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true. They um... <laughs> and you don't need laughter. Well, the, the thing is. I, I... <laughs> I was I told forgot. a lot of comics have got a lot of self-confidence problems at the moment, but apparently not. Well, I, I did on the stage because we walked on the stage and you think, there's sets that I've done, I, I've done a lot, and you think you know your material, got on stage, and it was only sort of halfway through a joke that I realised that I'd forgotten the joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you just said, I've done this, you, you assume you're going to, have I haven't done a gig for weeks, but you assume you go into a bit that you, you're rusty on, and you just, yeah. your on-stage persona is like, yeah, I know this, and then you get to it, and you think, oh, I don't have this information. I, I don't know, you I don't know, know where the punchline. Yeah. And then, so there was literally a couple of times I was like, what was the punchline? And then I'd say it to myself, think it's funny, then realise I'm just giggling to myself on stage, and it's like, <laughs> Emmanuel, speak now. It's, it's been 40 seconds. Say something. <laughs> I am not convinced by these car park gigs. I do not need people to pay to honk at me. That's, <laughs> that's life as a woman. I don't. <laughs> and also, if they're all in their I don't car, know. Take anything I get you, at the moment. If they're watching you on a big screen, why are we still outside? Why can't we go inside and just do it to a camera and then they'll just feed that outside. Because that's not the spirit of it, Mia. You've got to feel the full force of the horror. There, there was um, there was a joke that uh, Manfred used, which was, uh, I didn't even think about it until he said it, and then it just made me very, very scared of doing the gig, because it was like a normal gig. If someone doesn't like you, they can just get out discreetly and walk out of the club, whereas at a car, uh, a car park <laughs> driving gig, you've yeah. got to stand on stage and watch someone do a 98-point turn. <laughs> just because they've had enough of all the crap you're saying well never but never mind the walkout what if they rush the stage then you're yeah. in big god that yeah not throwing things literally driving into you <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to do one of these you could just invite you could probably get about 30 cars into the room you're in Mm. Absolutely, yeah. Just have a driving gig here. We're all just kind of, it's got to that stage though, we and I have been talking about this, where we literally are doing material to anybody and everybody that passes. Do you know what I mean? People that come to the door, I go a walk over the bridge, I'm emceeing myself across the bridge going, oh, hello, oh, that's very nice. What are you wearing? Where did that come from? I'm like, just got tinnitus talking to people. Every time I pick up my kid from school, because I've got one that's finishing primary, so he's going in every day, and I, I'm that one parent. That all the other kids get to go home by themselves, and I'm the only one that says, no, my kid needs to wait for me so I can do five to ten minutes to the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if, if, if real people also feel like being audiences, because I've found, particularly when like the news is really depressing, that going out and about in London, it's about as friendly as it's ever been. I mean, everyone's socially distanced and wearing masks and everything, but it is, basically, it is, in terms of what you were just saying, it's the life I've always craved. 
Because as you can imagine, I, I'm a pretty much walk down the street kind of, hey, oh, you, look at you. That's, that, this is how I attempt to live my life. I'm, you know, I'm part cartoon character. And, uh, and around where I live, people are, people are up for it at the moment. It's like, you, no, you. Look, there's a cat. Ah, no, you got kids. Hey. That is, isn't it? Everybody is up for a chat. Like, yeah. literally like anyone will speak to you. It's like but you have soft. <coughs> Sorry, oh, allergic. Oh, no, that's okay. You, we should quarantine you now, though. I'm muting you for two weeks. <laughs> I was yeah. beginning to get, I've got a sore toe, and then I've suddenly thought, have I got COVID toe? Because that's the thing now, isn't it? Have you COVID heard of this? Toe. COVID, COVID toes. toes. COVID toes. I've got a sore toe, so I'm like, panicking. Do you say COVID toes? I don't know. It's when you go into... song about it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it, they've Come noticed on, in Rob. a lot of kids, it's uh, your toes go a, a little bit... You get like a rash on your toes. It's, and you red it's, and horrible. it's blood vessels or something, isn't it? They were yeah. talking about this yesterday on the, the news. There's a real blood vessel thing. There's like, mm -hmm. They're about to discover there's loads more to this than we realise, aren't they? There's a whole oh, extra yeah, like pulmonary manifestation <laughs> paper that just got published. Is it anything like that? No. Nice. Yep, you you're dying. That's exactly <laughs> what it's like. Rob, that's it. You've been hit. I had a COVID, I had a COVID test yesterday. Did you? Oh. Yeah, is it as it, horrible I, as it sounds? It, no, them? it's not as bad as it sounds, but it is uncomfortable. But they they and luck, so they have to do swab the throat and the nose, and they use the same swab. So they very nicely do the throat first. <laughs> they just go back there, check your gag reflex, uh, and then they go and up. How and how good is your gag reflex as a matter of interest? Oh, I, I passed that test. But you know what? The doctor had asked. I was going to pass that test. Uh, and then they go up the nose and they tickle your brain. That's uncomfortable. And then that's it. And then they mail it off and charge you 300 quid for the pleasure. And they don't charge you 300 quid. short weeks, you'll find out. 300 pounds. Why is it? It's, it's around. Well, I'm guessing because I, I this was in a very private, swanky doctor's office in Sloan Square. In so, Jojo's house. Yeah, in, it was in the corner of Jojo's house, just behind the grand piano. <laughs> wow. Oh, Come on, Emmanuel. You've got Go the guitar out. Yeah. Finger oh. a little something. Finger at something. Do you reckon we could um, get Rob to make up a song right now? Covid yes. too. I want a song about Covid too. Covid toe, I need to know, cause I've got a funny toe, is it a Covid toe? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Emmanuel, your turn. Oh God, I, 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 no, I'm hoping cause... audiences will be like this, that we're so easily pleased. <laughs> <laughs> See, that, that that's another thing, like, even what to say, because before I was like, oh, everyone's going to have a Covid story, and that's everyone sets and Edinburgh shows is going to be all Covid. But then I was thinking, why, why would it not be? It's something that everyone's been through together. That would yeah. be brilliant material. Like, I, I've made up games with COVID. Like, when I walk down the street, I play COVID chicken, right? And it's a great game. All you have to do is when someone's walking towards you, lock eyes with them and see which one of you is going to cross the road first to get out the other person's way. And the person that does is the asshole. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, can I? But it is, it's a universal experience. And in yeah. terms of connecting with an audience, COVID is one thing that we absolutely all have in common. So we'll all have a different perspective of it in whichever way we've got through it. But yeah, there'll mm. be loads to talk about. It'll be way more interested in the Brexit. Come on. Yeah. But won't it be like, won't it be like Brexit and Trump? And when you go to talk about it after it, audiences are just going to go. Yeah. Do you think? Well, it depends which take you take on it. Awesome. Yeah, if you've got a good take, that'll work. Can we just go back to Emmanuel staring people off the pavements into the roads? Yeah, are you sure it's COVID that's 
asking them off a menu. <laughs> Rob, Rob, you seem to have moved to a piano, mate. Is it? Oh, what, what, this old thing? <laughs> oh, it is old. That's not quite in tune, is it? Do not call oh. Jojo that. That is rude. <laughs> I'm really it's sorry like, about her, Jojo. It's always the abuse I get. I love it. <laughs> a tune called Sea Hag. Look at the size of a house. <laughs> I do. I feel very successful. Yeah. <laughs> <In> this, <house. laughs> this is what you could have if you do didn't what? work. Hard. That's what I don't like about holidays, especially when you go to like an all-inclusive place or a really swanky villa. It just shows you what your life could be like if you were rich, because people live like that every day. And then yeah. after it, you have to go back to your shithole, cook yeah. for yourself, change your own bed, and realise that you've wasted your life. And you get used to it so quick. I remember coming back from, uh, um, you know, a week in the Far East a few years ago and literally sitting in the house going, well, who's going to cook me an omelette? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was like that when I came back from the Middle East. I was so used to people kind of opening and shutting doors. I got out of the car and literally left the door open for somebody else to shut. <laughs> <laughs> like, Where is the staff gone? <laughs> uh, that, that's what I don't like about holidays, the, the reality that they throw you back into once they're finished. Is anyone going anywhere? I mean, you're, Jojo, you've gone somewhere, but this is, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at travelling to Wales, but I think if I have to go by train, I'm going to need a holiday by the time I get there after sitting on the train for, with the family with the masks for hours on end. Watching yeah. people, apparently, I haven't seen this because I haven't done much public transport, but apparently there's quite a lot of wearing the mask and then dropping it down and going... <laughs> Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, those, those people are morons. And but there's also there's also the different interpretations of how to wear a mask, and some people don't seem to think that it needs to be over your nose or over oh, your mouth. I mean, it just needs to be covering your chin for some reason. Oh, over the, no the nose, the mouth, but not the nose. I mean, how, how you know? You Whose cartoon was that? Somebody did a beautiful cartoon of wearing a mask, not covering your nose, and it's a picture of Y fronts with a penis hanging over the front. So this is the same. <laughs> This is the same. I can't credit that because I can't remember where I saw it. But, no, yeah. but I, as long as they swab the, uh, the penis after they swab the throat. I'm still interested as to A, why you had to pay £300 for a COVID test, Ria, and B, I, why did you have a COVID test? So I am I'm estimating the price of the test just based on Googling private COVID tests. Um, it was actually... Uh, so, so uh, my so basically, I've pimped out my children. My son is doing a commercial. If we test negative, and it's going to be um, abroad, so we have to test negative in order to even be able to go. So they paid for it. But based on what I've seen online, tests are about two fifty to three hundred quid a pop to get the fast turnaround to get your answer within forty eight hours. Um, so, oh, that's a brilliant way of telling us you've got some really exciting work coming up. No, no, I, 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 am, I am chaperoning. I am purely chaperoning and Take hoping, it whichever way. hoping that one of the other female actresses can't make it so I can just sort of rush on set and take her place. Ultimately, if you're in a situation in life where you get to need to use the word chaperone, you're already doing all right. You know what I mean? So, oh, yeah, I need to get a chaperone. You know, it's... Yeah, but, uh, but, but the reality is that I run the risk that my, my son makes more money this year than I do. <laughs> it's wow. the bottom line of this. Like, I'm going to be doing his tax return going, oh, look at you. 
Fucking the paper boy's making more money than I am at the moment. <laughs> Apparently corner stores are doing really well mm. in the pandemic yeah. because people are avoiding the large supermarkets yeah. and buying from, from local. By local, and that really in turn is only is not because they're scared. It's just because they don't like to queue. Yeah, pretty How much. How un-British. <laughs> no Has anybody that. actually queued to get in a shop? I point blank, blank refuse to queue. I've, if I go to I've, a shop, I'm like, there's a queue. I'm like, I'm not going in. I don't need stuff. I've, I've done small queues, but when I look at people in long queues, I think there's definitely people there who haven't got the system, which, which makes you go, I won't bother with this today. You know, I mean, if I needed to go to Ikea, I might travel to Ikea. But if then there was an hour and three quarter queue looping around the car park, what I would do then is come home again. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like when people went to the beaches or when the pubs opened. It's like if you went going, all right, actually, I quite fancy a pint in Soho. And then you got there and it was just that level of round. There's not a single part of me. See, I wouldn't go much. there even if there wasn't a pandemic and it was if it was that busy, busy exactly. in normal life, I wouldn't go there. You turn but around I, and go somewhere else. I've turned up to nightclubs before where there's a long queue and I've gone, I'm not standing in that. Yeah. I'll, go, I'll go home or I'll go somewhere else. Couldn't you just pretend you work there? I, 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 I'm not going to lie, I have, I have done that. <laughs> It, do, it does depend on what on what you're wearing, but like, if I'm wearing, I'm wearing black, then yeah, I, ha, I have. Yeah, you could just you could just thin the queue. You're not getting in. You're not getting in. You're not. Getting yeah, in. I've, I've done. You're that. with I, me. I've thrown people out of clubs I don't work in, like out of <laughs> just literally just as something to do. That's bad. Thing about yourself. Driving down to the beach and like turning back and stuff. I just think it's because we've made these choices. We're like, I don't want to do that. I want to do mm. this because we're, you know, that's why we're comedians. Yeah, and some I, people gonna, I thought you were going to say normal and I was going to have to disagree. No, no, opposite <laughs> normal. It's like, I really enjoyed the um, Glastonbury on the BBC the other day because it was more fun than any actual festival I've ever been to. And, uh, and the reason I mention it is because I think the only way you can enjoy these things is if you pretend to yourself that you're having a good time. And that's what all the people in Soho were doing. But they're like, yes, I believe we're really enjoying ourselves now. Yes, I certainly am enjoying myself. And they just <laughs> lie to themselves and stay out till uh, they either catch it or come home. <laughs> Catchy COVID. So that, that's the thing about the test, like, because knowing my luck, I'd order one of these tests, pay £300, go there, the test would be negative, but on the way home from the test, accidentally touch something, catch it, and think, what a waste of money. So <laughs> money for the test would be your I, primary concern. Yeah. I, did, I did make my 11-year-old walk over two miles to the test centre to take the test, and then we took the tube home. <laughs> no, I mean, masked up, completely masked up. And that, and honestly, that's the only time I've been on the tube since March. It's the only mm. time, and it was an above ground um, line. So we weren't going underground. We walked on, walked a couple stops, came off again, fine. But most people, 80, 90%, I'd say people, they're wearing masks, they're being conscientious, they're spreading across the platform. And then there's just that one asshole that has to push past everyone on the stairs, race down, no mask or anything yeah. like that, breathing because they're, you know, they're, uh, you know, unhealthy and they can't can't even make it down a flight of stairs, and they're going to ruin it for everybody else. No, it's See, fine. They're going to die. It's okay. Yeah. See, that's the thing. Like, like I said, I, I, the lockdown has been has been great for me because I'm like that in normal life. I can't stand the tube. I hate it. Like if I can go, if I drive, I'd rather drive somewhere and park up. I'll cycle places, but I really, I've, I haven't liked 
public transport for a while because the majority of people are disgusting and uh, I'd rather I'd rather not partake in that. Okay. It does seem weird though with these COVID tests because like you say it's completely illogical if you take a test to prove that you're negative for you're negative you can at catch, that point yeah. yeah that you can catch five minutes yeah. later it's just well, pointless. They're looking for people with antibodies though aren't they? There's, I was speaking to someone the other day who is who went for a COVID test they've been told they have the antibodies and now they're donating plasma once a week in some oh. attempt to... Uh, yeah, is that actually, like I, if you've got like a thorax and an abdomen and six and six legs and you can lift like 20, 30 times your own weight. Or have um, I misunderstood what antibodies are? How do we get rid of the Not even an Ant Man or a Wasp reference. The thing is about antibodies is we don't know how long you're immune for. But they've already yeah. seen a decrease from some of those that were infected early on. We've already seen a decrease. The giving of the plasma is especially to protect those people that there's some people who have immunocompromised conditions where they have to literally be injected with plasma from other people and they use their antibodies as long uh, as they're circulating. Just, I'm only asking, I'm asking for a friend, but are we allowed to charge for these antibodies? Mm. That is so a good I, question. I'm you, thinking you, about, I'm thinking about the, mm. like the environment that all comedians Like sperm through. donation and all that yeah. kind of stuff you get, yeah. Get paid How do we get for the shit. sperm donation? What? Can you get paid for donating? Just another thing I'm not allowed to do. But no, blood yeah. donation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a paper boy getting paid more than you. It's the milk. <laughs> By the way, that antibody joke was great, and I will die on this hill. <laughs> Come on. That's great. Oh, I was a I'll fan. I was Good a fan, time. mate. I was there cheering you on while they <laughs> has sat. Anybody, has anybody been writing any new material specifically for when they come out of Question. lockdown? Oh, I, I made up a joke the other day, literally made up like a line, and I thought that that, that might be funny. On a good day, if I tell it well, that could be funny. And, uh, and I was really pleased with myself, and I kind of took the rest of the day off. And that's it. That's, like, <laughs> that's what I've written in the last... I, I've what, written, yeah, I've written, written one... one bit and that's been it i have my zoom gig list you know you've got your zoom jokes for zoom gigs which are about the now mm -hmm. but i don't think i don't think i can even begin to prepare until i have an actual normal gig again yeah car park gigs don't really count because we're still in the now until yeah. we have an actual post-pandemic situation, we can't write, you know? No, no that's exactly, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm in the now. I can just only do what's happening right at this moment, but yeah. that then isn't relevant in a week's time or... No, I mean, I've, I'm pre-prepping some divorce material because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be using it. But other than that... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you and me both, sweetheart. So if you want to share... <laughs> well, I'll need someone... Well, you know what? That's a sitcom. You and me move in and our kids visit. That'll be great. <laughs> I'm pitching that to the BBC in the morning. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. I think, well, apparently like, that that was in other countries. I think was it as soon as Italy came down of lock came out of lockdown, there was yeah, like five hundred divorce petitions. Which I'm sure the also same if you day. look at the uh, oh. the details, it would be directly affected by exactly how um, tight the lockdown is. You know, in a country where you're literally not allowed to leave the house, that's going to be much yeah. worse than somewhere yeah. where you can spend an hour a day. Pretending to run, going, that's all you need. You just have to work it through. Is that I mean, how you run, Rob? Well, you know, I, just, I, feel, I feel like it's uh, libelous because me and my family have, have, have had a lovely time. But the, um, 
when my uh, son was very small, we went away with my mum and dad, with like a tiny baby and my mum and dad. And we used to go for a drive in the afternoon and we were pretending we were getting a nap for the baby. <laughs> what we were really doing was driving around in the country and going, oh, God, I can just... <laughs> 40 minutes of that and you can get to any relationship. It's, you know, that's what that a day's exercise for sure. Yeah. No, I, I have to say I've enjoyed lockdown. I've enjoyed getting to know my kids. Um, oh, please shut up. <laughs> like, seriously, shut up. You're supposed to like your kids, Jojo. You're supposed yeah. to. Well, we already knew that I did. I didn't have to spend three months with the fucking arseholes to know I didn't like aren't them at the beginning. But aren't they old enough not to live with you? Like, No, because suddenly they decided that coming home and being living yeah. rent-free and being fed was a really good option through lockdown when they weren't working. Wow, they yeah. don't know you, do they? No, they do now. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, I've, I've had a lot of dialogue because I kept the, um, you, me and Paul Tonkinson have continued our podcast in lockdown and his children are, you know, just a couple of years older than mine. And it's been, that that's the other reason why I've made the effort to have a nice time with, with my kids, because the stories he tells, are, it's it, it, between the lack of social distancing and the levels of debauchery, um, it's like it's like a kind of uh, kind of if if Irvin Welsh had written Biker Grove, that's what it sounds like. It's going on at <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> his house, and so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm making particularly if there's going to be any kind of second wave, I can this whole family situation could turn. So I'm making the best mm. of it while it's nice. Second yeah, it's wave. all those people at the beginning of lockdown when it when I felt my life had been driven off a cliff and they were like, oh, I think I'll use the time to learn French. And you're just like, could you piss off? Do you know what I mean? Why can't everybody be as miserable as me? That's what I want. Yeah, I am, I'm just putting the finishing touches to my book that I've written in lockdown. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> honestly, there's so many people that I see what they do online, and I know online's not a good representation of some of the people that I used to like. But you really, <laughs> you kind of go, oh, I really think I'll just keep socially distancing from you after all this is done. Really, you've really disappointed me with your attitude. <laughs> oh, well, there's a big difference, isn't there? Because some people have gotten quieter on social media and probably yeah. with good reason. Some people have gotten louder and... <gasps> Yeah, not... some people are very noisy. Yeah. It's the Canadians. Seems to be the Canadians <laughs> are very noisy. To, to what do you refer? <laughs> but, but, just, but you just sort of go, you know, some, you know, I've just had a conversation with Steve Griffin this morning about how many people might have to leave the industry because they need to find other work. And then I go, and then there's some people who will just not be invited back to the industry when, yeah, when oh, the absolutely. industry reopens again. Simon's <laughs> <laughs> nodding going, yep, they are. That's, you know when that, he's, that's when he's been cancelled. That was genuinely a thought process quite early on in lockdown when everything was kind of up and down and you were kind of quite frantic. And I didn't do anything on social media and anything I thought, I just wrote it down in the book because it was that thing of going, don't give promoters any reason not to book you after this. Yeah. <laughs> but I was afraid... That thing about writing, because I don't think I've waded into anything or got into any trouble online, but equally, I can't remember the last time I was funny. 
on social media. I think Geeks used to keep me quite kind of fired up and I'd mm. say something funny, not every day, but you know, every few days. And really, I, I, I don't, yeah. the last time, I, the only joke I've made in the last three months is that uh, anti-bodies joke, and I'm not proud of it. Yeah. Please, please tell me you published it on Flying you, Ant Day. Uh, how... <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, uh, <clears throat> Listen, we've done loads of time. Are there any other news stories? I feel like we ought to do at least one other news story. I like, I like that Scotland is now leading the way in the UK, that England is now following Scotland and making mass mandatory. Credit, it's like, it makes it sound like the government and people in charge are listening to Scotland and looking at sensible yeah. behaviour and copying it. But actually, I just think they think that Nicola Sturgeon is a doctor and that's why they listen to what she does. <laughs> I think the gap is so that there's enough time left that Boris thinks that people will think that he came up with the idea himself on the 24th. So he's just leaving time for people to forget that yeah. Scotland did it first. The breaking news is, whether it's going into the conspiracy theory or not, that uh, the 5G masks yeah. are no longer Huawei. going to be yeah. the Huawei, away with you with the 5G yeah. masks. Oh, yeah. And um, yeah. talking of breaking news, uh, um, uh, Ghislaine, Ghislaine, Ghislaine Maxwell. Is she dead giving, yet? Not yet. She's in court today giving, uh, giving um, evidence. By well, she's not giving evidence. She's telling tales. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. She's giving loads of lovely evidence. Good Apparently evidence. she's got video footage of two presidents of the United States having sex with a minor. Oh, my gosh. And I don't mean a Morris minor. <laughs> or or, 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 or someone who goes down and digs up the coal. No. Do you, I wonder, though, because... Or someone that only plays sad chords, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, because everybody does think that... Come on, give us one. Give us a minor. Uh, I'd say minor. Seven. Uh, yep, he's right. Seven. Oh, <laughs> proper musician. <laughs> I can't play the piano, by the way. <laughs> we noticed. I can't. I, 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 oh, thanks very much. I can play it. You've just got to play the black notes. How pentatonic of you. <laughs> this one's called Thank Raindrops. Thank you, Simon. <laughs> oh. Sorry. Oh, wow. More, more, yeah, we, I've got a phone call as well. <laughs> me, me too. <laughs> I've probably got a butler's bell somewhere. Hang on. <laughs> butler's bell sounds much ruder than you intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, get your butler's bell out. We'll have a look at that. <laughs> Hashtag me too. Just, just swab it after the throat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Watch that gag reflex. <laughs> oh, was this about the news? I can't remember. I've enjoyed it very much. <laughs> so I think there was a bit about the news. Yeah, we, we mentioned yeah. while. Um, I'm talking of uh, 5G. Um... Five, 5G. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, yeah. <laughs> and who said musical comedy is a lesser art form? Oh, that's amazing. Oh, the show. Nice. Jojo, you still got it. You still got it. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that probably should be the end. <laughs> 
So there you have it. Genuinely the happiest I've felt all week. For our live section, Rhea is joined by Jared Christmas and Sean Mio as Burning Issues is steered expertly by Luke Tolson. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Well done. Wonderful stuff. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to crack straight on with the second game, which is called Burning Issues. Um, give me a cheer here if you have seen the BBC programme Question Time. Cool, right, okay, it's nothing like that, okay? So what happens in question time, you have five politicians who talk about all the issues. What we do, instead of getting the five boring politicians, we get the three fabulous comedians to discuss the burning issues. So on there, uh, on, on your left as you look, we've got the wonderful Jared Christmas. Hello. We've got Rialina. And on the far right, as you look at them, we have Sean Mio. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, can we have a massive round of applause for your panel? Yes! So, in a moment, I am going to come to you for some questions. So, any big issues of the day that you want the panel to debate and to discuss. Um, but I'll kick off. So, to start with, um, guys, I wanted to know uh, how you felt. Have you been following the, uh, the Women's World Cup? Jared Christmas, are you excited about it? How? Fucking love it, mate. And as a New Zealander, it's hard for me to like football because I watch football thinking, pick that shit up and run with it. Uh, but women's football's great uh, because they don't quit, man. They don't quit. They, uh, you know, if they fall over or something like that, get back up and fucking run for it. Because the men's football, especially premiership football, too many players drop to the ground, pretend to be injured, and it slows the fucking game down, and it's tedious. And, you know, they all curl up into the fetal position, oh, my ankle, and it's like, you didn't even fucking touch you. And that is why I want to play premiership level football. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'm not very fit, and I'm pretty confident I don't know all the rules. But this is what I'll bring to the game. If I'm on the field and a player drops to the ground pretending to be injured and they curl up into the fetal position, I will run in and spoon them. <laughs> Just get full contact on the curve, whisper into their ear, I love you. They'll be on their feet pretty fucking quick after that and improve the game. Rappin' Ho's a hero! That's, that's all I've got. I think um, football. I'd have him on my team. You'd have him on the team? Yeah, spoon just him yeah, out. Yeah, for the, um, for the I'm really spooning. good at spooning, guys. Yeah. I think uh, football yeah, really players good, yeah. who have the uh, who when they feign uh, a football injury, they should have the actual injury they pretended to have inflicted on them oh, be before their next game by that'd the winner so of a special raffle of yeah. fans. So you just sort of Terry comes on, ah, you pretended to have your leg broken. Yeah, no, no, that's good. And, anyway, solve and the then problem. They should overnight. be treated like the horses at the Grand National. Oh, just a little curtain around yeah, them. Curtain around boom. them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry, Ronaldo. So, um, <laughs> good. Right, covered that topic. Let's come with some questions. Okay, so if you've got any questions you want the panel to just tell me, it will come to you. You get to ask your question of the panel. Um, yes, we've got a question. Remind me of your name. What's your name, my friend? Dan. 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 Fucking, how confident is Dan, Fucking man? cool yeah, guy, be, Dan. Is, I like He's Dan. wearing socks. Dan, yes. That's Visibly. why you like him. But pulled them all the way all the up, way man. Up. But yeah, you fucking rolled the trail. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Dan, tell me. Dan, what, uh, what, what do you do first? I'm an actor. I'm an actor. Can you um, ask this question like you're in a Shakespearean play, please? Absolutely not. Oh. Absolutely not. I'm more into sort of modern stuff. Yeah. Okay, right, Dan. My Dan, tell your, ask your question. Uh, should weed be legalised? <laughs> should weed be legalised? I think Dan wants to know whether he's in trouble at the moment. <laughs> um, Dan wants guys, a reason. Should it be? Yeah, question. He Is wants a reason. An excuse for not learning his fucking script. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be well, or shit? What is the fucking question? 
<laughs> what is oh, the fucking point, man? slings and something should... Anyway, guys, okay. Snickers. Should Where it be? Where far out thou, Snickers? <laughs> <laughs> Sean, what are your yeah. feelings about drugs? What are my feelings? I think drugs are not the answer. Drugs are the question. The answer, of course, is yes. <laughs> <laughs> is that all right for you guys? You're staring at me like I just put my dick in your drink. Like the shirt, by the way. <laughs> easy ways to get beaten up, but you just go ahead, mate. Um, I like. Can I just say, uh, you're an actor. Can I just say this? I, I, is it? I, I never watched Game of Thrones. I just don't, you know, like the things with dragons in it. But you know, was it true that people said that uh, Game of Thrones should have finished with a happy ending? Because <laughs> I don't see how having a scene in a massage parlor would have helped that at all. <laughs> Rhea, do you take drugs? <laughs> do you think it? Don't answer the question. Do, do you think it should be uh, legalized? Get a better profit margin. You know, selling them again. Selling yeah, them yeah. No, I, I'm biased. I have to say, I'm biased on this one because I actually grew up in the Netherlands. So we moved oh, there when yeah. I was a teenager. I thought I was so excited. I was like, I'm gonna do drugs. I'm gonna do, you know, drink. I'm gonna sell my body for money. Um, and, and then I found out that's actually why we moved there. So. Um, <laughs> Good. Now we're getting into it. We're going to move on. I want to get a great question, by the way. I love great it. Great question, the idea. Dan. Let's Big have fan, some more questions. Dan. I want to knock some... Yes, question about... You just shouted out. What's your name, my friend? Kevin. Kevin. It's nice to meet you, Kevin. Where are you from? Jamie. <laughs> Where are you from, Kevin? Uh, Connecticut. Can oh, really? I totally... <laughs> I thought he sounded like an English posh guy. I don't, don't think know. Kevin's his name. Kevin's Kenyon. 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 Okay, Kenyon. I've got a question for him. Like what sort of fucking name is that? Is, his name's Kenyon? Kenyon. Or I, Kenyon. I, I, As in someone who's from Kenya. Exactly. A Kenyon. Really? Really? Awesome. You're Were really you conceived on a Kenyon? I mean, we don't see colour, but you're... Uh, like, Kenyon, um, from America somewhere. Um, t tell us, what, what's your question? Shout it out. What are you scared of? <laughs> Kenyon. There's a, the there's, <laughs> there's a burning issue from the news. What? Okay, can I just... What in the news scares you? Let's have it. What in the news at the moment you fucking is... fucking rescued that one, mate. Fucking I don't want you talking it. about your fucking fears up here on stage, man. Yeah, man, I'll open up. I'm, I'm up for okay, it. Okay, tell us. What are your fears? Um, I'm no, scared of dying. dying alone. Balding. Balding? No, it's happening, and I'm living it. I'm happen it's happening, and I'm living it. I'm going bald... I've got glasses, I've got a hearing aid, I've got a beard, I'm going to get my nose pierced, I'm trying to get as many things on my face as possible. I'm essentially playing head buckaroo. <laughs> um, what? Uh, I think global warming's pretty fucking scary at the moment. I mean, I like the sunshine just as much as everybody else, but I also like polar bears. So, you know, it's a tough one. And I like drinking out of plastic. I really fucking do. And that is why I boycotted Glastonbury. Anyone else want to talk about their fears? Because I'm going to hear Kenyon. What's your biggest fear? Clouds. Cloud. Clouds. 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 Clouds or clowns? Clowns. 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 Oh, hey, man, listen. <laughs> Never, ever, ever have sex with a clown. Because it never really looks like they're trying. <laughs> you're just looking at someone with a big smile on their face and you go... Cut it out and please stop squirting water at me. <laughs> and especially don't try and have sex with a clown in a car because there's so many other ones in there as well. <laughs> and then the doors fall off. And oh, all the but other you know what they say, though? Yeah? The size of the feet. Oh, yeah. 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 So 
if you take anything that have sex with a clown, that's how you'll solve your fear. That's yeah. what we're getting from this. Let's what's, have the one name of that? what's the name of that disease? One last a proper question. name for, isn't it, for, um, for, for people who are frightened of clowns. What's the name people play on? Uh, loser. Kenyans. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm sorry, we've got one last question. Yes, my friend, what's your name? Remind us. Uh, Albert. <laughs> <laughs> You're not Are you a where, prince? Yeah. <laughs> Albert, what's your question, my friend? This is the last question. Make it a good one. Um, what do you think of uh, Israel Folau, the rugby player, being banned for his homophobic comments? Jesus, I thought we were back onto you guys again. <laughs> fucking for a moment. I thought <laughs> we managed well. to they move were, away they from... They all fucking tensed up. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of Israel? They're <laughs> right here, motherfucker. <laughs> Jesus, yes. Israel Folau, the Australian rugby player who tweeted that uh, the gay he, people he, are going to It was a religious help. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. He, believe, he, he says according to his... I mean, I'm not a particularly religious person. I believe in a mixture of Christian and Asian beliefs because I believe that the Lord gives, but the Chinese take away. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a joke. I like it, man. I mean... Wh- what annoyed me about his comment... Almost well leave it there. Well, what annoyed me about his comments is that he said, then he tweeted that drunks were going to, sorry, gay people were going to hell and everyone fucking lost their shit. But he also said that drunks and fornicators are going to hell and no one fucking gave a bat an eyelid. And, also and I'm like, when it's about gays, it's a bad thing, but when it's about me and my people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, Jack. It, it also wasn't the first time that he had done that. He'd been warned several times. Basically, he signed a contract with Australian rugby. And when he signed that contract, he signed up to their terms and conditions. Part of their terms and conditions is no hate speech uh, and uh, no sort of um, racism uh, or homophobia. And that's essentially what he did. And now he's trying to hide behind free speech, saying, I should be allowed to practice your religion. And he is allowed to practice. No one's stopping him going to church. plenty of time to do it now, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And he's uh, doing a Kickstarter campaign um, to raise money for his legal defence. And the small print of his Kickstarter campaign says, um, basically, I don't need to use the money that's raised for my legal defence. So, uh, all in all, I think, cunt. (laughs) Boom, I feel we absolutely, we covered that topic. Absolutely. You guys are fine. Can we have a massive round of applause for your panel? Great question. Great question. So that's it from episode 24. Thank you once again for listening. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Please take a moment to like, rate, and even subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. Please check out the vast array of online comedy available at www.thecomedystorelive.co.uk. So you have been listening to Rialina, Jojo Sutherland, Rob Deering, and Emmanuel Sanubi. On stage, we also had Jared Christmas, Luke Tolson, and Sean Mio. Special thanks, as always, to the Edge producer, Mr. John Connor. We'll see you next time.